Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in again. Hope everyone's doing well. You see the today's podcast title is Can't See the Forest for the Trees. The Forest for the Trees. <clears throat> what does that mean, the forest for the trees? Can't see what's right in front of your face, right? There's a lot of people that have that problem but this podcast came from a friend of mine we were having a conversation today and just talking about different things in the church and what's going on and and legalism and and I, I I think it probably needs to be hit again and I know maybe I won't say it in the right in the wrong ways or in the way I said it in the past, but try and use some scripture to get the point across. But, um, and there's a lot of people out there that are trying to hit the numbers to go to heaven and they're not, they're not getting it done. They might be hitting the numbers, but they're not getting to heaven. Um, what does that mean, hitting the numbers? Well, legalism. There's a lot of legalism in our churches. And the biggest... The biggest... uh, How do I say? Violator of that legalistic issue is the Catholic Church. And... And the... uh, I can't even think of another church now. Sorry, drawing a blank. But anyway, there's a lot of the offshoots from the Catholic Church, and they still use the legalistic tones, uh, the catechisms. You know, they you go to go to some of these churches, and they just stand there and they read. They read their sermons. They use the lectionary. They don't have a relationship with God. They don't even have a relationship with people. But um, I had a friend years ago and we butted heads. People get so dogmatic about their way, they can't see past their nose. The legalism. You know, the Catholic Church, the... Got to go to confession. Got to go to mass. But they don't have a relationship with Christ. And these people say, oh, you're going to go to hell if you don't go to confession. You're, you're going to go to hell if you don't do your rosaries, Hail Marys. and But look at a Catholic church compared to a Baptist church. They go in there, they sit down, they stand up, they kneel, they chant, say a few things, they read a few scripture. And the priest does not expound. It's not exegetical. They're just hitting the numbers. 
And then people go to confession. They go and go to a booth and talk to a priest and tell him their sins. And he tells them if they're going to do 14 Hail Marys, they'll be forgiven. Who in the heck believes a priest has the right to forgive your sins? No man on earth can forgive your sins. You know, and if you if you have an an ounce of pink brain matter in your skull, you would know that the Catholic Church has been controlling people through confessions for centuries. How did they control people in the Middle Ages? Well, for one, they didn't want nobody to read the Bible, so they had it in Latin, and they forbade people to learn to read Latin. Because if they could read the Bible, they could control the people. And once they got you confessing in the confessionals, well, then they know what they need to know. They... They got you. They hold it over your head, make you tithe or give tracts of land or use it to sell to other people for information. I mean, there's so many things that are just backwards about the Catholic belief system. And... Jesus just freed it all. I mean, if you can't see how they're controlling you, look at where the Bible says Jesus, Jesus' brothers and, and uh, his mother and brothers were outside. And he said, and the Catholic Church says he, his, wife, his mother, Mary, didn't have any more kids. She remained a virgin for the rest of her life. Matter of fact... The Catholic Church believes that Jesus was just transported up like Scotty in Star Trek Enterprise. He beamed him out of his mother. How could he have been born of the flesh and represent mankind if he was teleported out of the mother? And then for them to say that Jesus didn't have any brothers or sisters... Why are they twisting and contorting the Bible to say something that's not there? Because of a control system. Two big, big things that they do is you call the priest father. Why do you call him father? When you believe the Bible, you read the Bible, it specifically says not to call him Father. But you do it anyway. Why? Matthew 6, 6. Oh no, this is not the Father. This is the prayer about confession. It says... But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. 
Huh. Matthew 23, 9 says, Do not call anyone on earth father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Don't call anybody father and pray only to God. Like I said when I started, what man has a right to forgive your sins? I got a church. I got a bunch of people coming. And I want to set up a booth and tell them to come in the booth and whisper their sins in my ears and I'll forgive them. Can I do that? Why can't I do that? There's nothing that says I can't do that. I mean, Catholic Church does it. Is it exclusive to the Catholic Church? I don't think so. It's just that the Baptist Church has freed the people from the bondage of men. Why? Because of control. People get so fixed in their routine that they can't see the forest for the trees. People get so fixated on the legalistic perspectives that they can't have a relationship with Christ. Do you have a relationship with Christ if you just go to church and hit the numbers, punch your time card, do your Hail Marys, out the door we go? Is that your relationship with Christ? I mean, if you're married... How would your relationship with your wife be if you came home every day said, hey, I'm home, went to bed, got up, went to work, come home, hey, I'm home, went to bed, got up, went to work. You don't work on the relationship. How's it going to work out for you? And you know, comment I made was they're no different than than the Jews. The Messianic Jews are the ones that believe in the Messiah. They have crossed over that legalistic threshold of the Juda, Juda, Jewish lifestyle that they live, and they've accepted Christ. And they're working on the relationship with Christ. I told you before, years ago, I had a guy in the military. He'd come sit in my office and talk about the Bible. His wife was Catholic. 
They went to a Catholic church. And I could just tell him all kinds of stuff about the Bible. And I said, why don't you tell me things about the Bible? I don't know anything about the Bible. They don't teach us about the Bible. We just go and we do what they tell us to do for 15, 20 minutes and we leave. He said, I've learned more sitting in your office from the Bible than I have going to church. It's sad. It's all right there in the in that book. It's in that Bible. If you let anybody tell you anything, they're going to control you. If you go to a job and somebody tells you how to do the job the way they do it instead of the way the company wants it done, you're going to learn the way they do it. And if you learn their bad habits, well, guess what? They're going to be your bad habits. But if you have a manual, a company manual, a program, the way to do things, and they teach you that, then you're learning it the company way. God gave us a manual. But people don't even crack it open. They go to and listen to a priest and think that it's all right. It's what he says. That's why we have so many scandals in the church. Because nobody can crack the book. One thing one I, I hate is, oh, my preacher said, what I always heard was my preacher said, well, the Bible says to test all things. When have you picked up the Bible to test what your priest is saying? If your priest says you have to come pray to him, why don't you look it up? Let's look up Psalm. Psalms 32. See what it says. Even that's the Old Testament. It's a psalm from David, King David. Man, he was a he was the king, after, uh, the man after God's heart. He did a lot of things wrong, but he repented and won favor with God. But what does he say in Psalm thirty-two, five? I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. What's different from the time King David wrote that until the time Jesus came onto the scene? A little bit of time. But, I mean, you know, Legalistic Pharisees, here you got um, people telling you, oh no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to confess this, you got to do this. 
But yet Jesus gave us the New Testament, the way to live, how to live, how to pray. What does he say in 1 John 1, 9? Now, he's, he's talking about Christ in 1 John, all the verses prior. Talking about Jesus. And he says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. It doesn't say if we confessed our sin, our sins to a priest, He forgives us. It says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Because no man can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The problem that we have here is a failure to communicate, right? When you work on that relationship and you find you find Jesus and you make your relationship with him, you invite him into your heart, you'll have a relationship there that will grow and grow and grow. And you'll want to dig into the Bible and you'll want to understand these things and and the freedom of it all is you won't feel that you're underneath the thumb of man. People telling you what to do and what to believe and how to pray. You know, John the Baptist believed so much. So much. And praying to God in repentance for our sins. That he lost his head over it. A lot of people have died for the freedom to worship the way you want to. But one man died so that we wouldn't have to do sacrifices. We wouldn't have to kill animals. And we wouldn't have to go to confession in a box. And we wouldn't have to pray to other people. Just him. He's the intercessory between God and us. You, Jesus is the only one. No man has a right to tell you that you have to confess your sins to be forgiven. To him, that is. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all are doing well. Thank you for your prayers. and Get in that book. Knock the dust off of it. Find you a translation that speaks to you. Pick it up. Read it. Be safe.